Greetings and welcome to this edition of One for the Road. I'm your host, Randy Schlichting, in studio as often with my good friend, Bob Carter. And today we're joined in studio by our good friend, Tom Lutz. Some of you may know him from Kicking Around Church. He's uh, one of the most interesting men in the world, quite uh, like the Dos Eques man that you see on TV, I think. He's uh, been around a lot of different places, done a lot of different things, very, very well read. Tom was a pastor and became a businessman, and he share, he'll share a little bit about that, but also just his uh, thinking and what the Lord's kind of teaching him about work and the church and how the two work together and how we can perhaps uh, exercise our faith when it comes to uh, our vocational calling. So it should be an interesting dialogue. He's always fun to have in studio. He's, uh, like I say, very well read, but also just uh, just a deep, deep thinker. So listen in now as we invite Tom Lutz into the studio on this edition of One for the Road. Well, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here, Tom. And uh, you are, I'm sucking up to you here. I'm one of my favorite people. So ah, I'm excited about you being here. Flattery will get you everywhere. That's right. <laughs> um, how long have you been a primer? How long? Uh, we came in June of 1992. Really? So I think Perimeter had couple of hundred members when we first attended down at uh, Spalding. Probably a little more than that, but yeah, yeah. it's, been, it's yeah. been a while. So, And so, what have you been up to <laughs> over the last 10 years or so? Well, of course, I sold uh, the company I was a big part of, a uh, pretty big company, 1,800 employees in 18 countries. Uh-huh. Uh, we sold it in 2000. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, uh, so... Within the year after selling it, uh, I took a package and, and got out of the company. Kind of tried to decide what to do at that point and looked back at my background. So I spent eight years uh, as a bivocational pastor in the inner city of Baltimore. So I had a pretty respectable church planting pastoral background mm-hmm. uh, and a, a very respectable business background. You know, we sold the business for a lot of money. So, I mean, as far as that you know, make it in the business world. I've got a pretty impressive resume. Mm-hmm. So try to just seek in the Lord. What, you know, how do you put, what do those two things look like together? I mean, I tell people I speak two languages, you know, pastor and business guy. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of people that really are adept mm-hmm. at both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so at the time started a company called Vision Planners, did a lot of church planting, um, uh, a lot of church planting team uh, vision planning, helping them to do the launch plans. Uh, and then migrated more where my sweet spot is, is working with Christian business owners. And today I'm primarily working with about 30 uh, Christian business owners through an organization known as Convene, where we spend a, a day together a month talking about the business, talking about how God wants us to run it, talking about why he cares about the work that's being done. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you say that because <clears throat> you, for a while you were working with church planters. Right. Now you're working with business guys who are leading. Right. Can you tell maybe just top of your head, what's the difference there? What do you see different in those two guys, a church planter versus a business guy? Uh, you know, there are cultural differences. Um, what's most fascinating, um, I just I spent uh, two weeks at my doctoral program in, at Covenant this past summer. Me, the kind of business-leaning guy, and essentially 12 other guys in the program who are senior pastors, I was, I will say, blown away by how much the topics 
that the pastors were dealing with, the senior pastors were dealing with, mirror the topics I talk to my Christian mm-hmm. business owners about. Mm-hmm. Personnel issues, time management issues, strategy issues, mm-hmm. facility issues. I mean, because mm-hmm. if you think about it, those church planters, those senior pastors are CEOs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of my passions is to get those pastors to talk to the business owner about the way the pastor solves those problems because that would be very instructive to the business owner because he's trying to figure out biblically how to answer those questions mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but at the end of the day, I will say that, that there is a different culture of accountability. And so mm-hmm. what was difficult for me is working with, uh, I, I think pastors tend to be less accountable than business people. You know, they want to be kind of cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was difficult mm-hmm. for me to, to work in that environment. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, this is kind of maybe basic one-on-one, but I, I think it's, it's good for our, our guys to hear this in terms of kind of the whole sacred-secular model and yeah. the differentiation. Sure. And, yeah. I mean, kind of your, your perspective on that. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I've been doing um, a lot of reading on that lately. I just finished a project for my uh, uh, program at Covenant uh, called Themes in Faith and Work Literature. And I've read a lot, but big aha to me, a uh, couple of things. Um, there is a significant history within the Western Church of, a, of specific intent to define the sacred-secular split. So you go back to Athanasius or Origen or more particularly Thomas Aquinas, and they actually have terms for it. It's vita contemplativa and vita activa. Mm-hmm. And even as recently as John Paul II. Latin, Bob. That's it is Latin, by the way. It's Latin. I that was Which Southern. I studied in college. <laughs> was it Southern Latin? I'm, 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 I, that was my degree in, in, uh, in college was Greek and Latin, so I'm allowed to quote. There you go. But basically, even as recently as John Paul II in one of his encyclicals defends that distinction. And it goes back to sort of Plato and we call it Christoplatonic, the idea is the church really today has a Christoplatonic perspective, which basically says, when I say the word spiritual, you think Mm -hmm. non-physical. When I say the word um, eternal, you think Mm non-physical. When I say the word ministry, Mm -hmm. you think Mm non-physical. Okay, but what was a big aha to me is going back in these three concepts. Where did we start? We started in a physical garden where God basically said, at the point that the image bearer was put into the garden, he said, this is a very good garden now because the potential that's there. And he gave him three instructions. Number one, I want you to fill it up. Number two, I want you to extract what I've planted. Mm. Okay, so he put the seeds in the ground he didn't put the seeds on the shelf at the food store, okay? Mm-hmm. So everything it takes to go from garden to food store is what God wanted mm-hmm. done. Then he says to him, it's not a safe place. You're going to have to subdue this thing, mm-hmm. okay? So those are the three instructions that he basically gives to the mankind. Um, the question becomes, well, what, what was God's plan? What was his destination? What did he see it becoming? And I think that's answered in Revelation 21 and 22, mm-hmm. which is the new heaven and the new earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, I mean, Jesus takes John by the hand. This blew me away when I read this 90 days ago. Took John by the hand and said, come, I want to show you the bride. 
Now, you both are theologians. What does that refer to? The church. The church. So John is saying, come, I want to show you the church. What does he show them? He shows them the new Jerusalem. So if you think about what was God's intent from the garden, it was to build it up, because now the garden is in the city, the new, the new heaven and the new earth, and the church is running. So when it talks about the church reigning... So basically, the church is not a building we come to. The church is a group of people redeemed, Mm -hmm. brought forward, and are now physically operating the city. So all the work that people do today, much of it will continue to be done in heaven. I was talking to a lawyer friend. Mm -hmm. I said, look, Bob Cargo and I, I mean, Bob Carter and I make a decision and sit down and, you know, we want to formalize that agreement Mm -hmm. Well, we still are going to have to have a lawyer come up and write it up so that we know it's clear. So that 10,000 years when we're a little bit older and we say, no, what exactly did we agree to? We pull that paper out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those kinds of activities. Uh, products will have to be delivered. People will have to be transported. You know, all the work that people do today will continue to be done. Well, what about Randy now? What's going to be our job? Well, you know, uh, um, McNeely <laughs> did give a sermon where he said he will be unemployed. His job is primarily to um, to either introduce people to Jesus or to remediate lives. Well, there won't be sin and there won't be the curse right. when we get to heaven. So you guys, it's like uh, what my, my son Ransom said. Whenever Georgia Tech was losing the game, he'd say, that's okay. all right, that's okay. You will work for me someday. So, you know. Well, you guys will come work for me someday, or, or it's one of my convenient guys. So we ought to be nicer to you guys you than just, we have been. You know, what yeah. does it say? Serve uh, serve now with the, the mammon you've got so that when you get to heaven, you'll be welcomed into uh, into places. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, it is an interesting thing. And again, that's, that's part of the vita contemplativa, vita activa distinction. Today, we honor that which is more in the contemplative. Right. Okay? We think... Our Christoplatonic perspective higher is calling. a higher home. calling. Mm-hmm. You right. have a higher calling right. than the guy who runs a bus transportation yeah. company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have the idea that somehow God thinks like we do. But God's plan is, I want the church to run that city with excellence, which means if bus transportation is how we get around, mm-hmm. you know, so that's me, so me, spiritually let say, significant. Let me ask this then. Okay, so I'm the guy listening to this out there, and okay. I, I own the bus company, or I yeah. work for the bus company. And I'm hearing Lutz and Schlichting and Carter talk about, yeah, everything's great and the same and everything. How does that, what's the practical part for him? I mean, the theology, I think people may begin to get, yeah, yeah. it's as good if not, you know, but, but what's the, how does he take that into, you know, Tuesday morning at nine o'clock when they're having a meeting discussing yeah. how do we cut staff or cost sure. or whatever? Sure. Um, you know, so, so Jesus said two things. He said, um, I go to prepare a place for you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what's going on now. Jesus mm-hmm. is in heaven preparing mm-hmm. that new heaven and new earth from the building blocks of what we're building. Just reading this morning that the ships of Tarshish will be in the new heaven and new earth. Mm. You know, so it says the kings will bring, uh, I forget the term, but it's basically the the fundamentals of their culture will mm-hmm. be brought into the new heaven and the new earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I encourage the guys I counsel that I'm coaching is is to think this way. When Jesus, when it, when we pray, uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. What on earth as it is on in earth heaven. as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what we're basically praying is, Lord, help us to do here. Mm-hmm. 
what we'll do in heaven. Mm -hmm. Okay? So my challenge to these guys is, okay, you're, you're a bus driver in heaven, or you're a bus owner in heaven. I don't know how we got on that topic, but, mm -hmm. but uh, what will that business look like in heaven? Mm -hmm. You know? Minus sin, minus mm -hmm. curse. Mm -hmm. um, will we have layoffs? I, it's quite likely. You know, that there will, I mean, there will still be an economy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, resources will shift back and forth. Mm -hmm. And so there will be a way that that will be done in heaven. Mm -hmm. And so our job is to study the scriptures, seek good counsel, and try to figure out how would, if I were in heaven and Jesus was sitting across the table from me, and we had to make this determination, what conclusion would we come to? And then try to put that into practice today. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, it's a powerful concept if you think about it. Yeah, and I think it's a challenging one because, again, I'm thinking the guy who's working in the factory or the field or has mm -hmm. a tough job. He goes, well, Tommy, you're saying I'm going to be this forever. Well, what would you say to that? Uh, I would say um, sin will be removed. Okay. So to whatever degree our sin um, causes difficulties or frustrations at work, that'll be removed. Mm -hmm. To whatever degree you're sinning against me... Mm -hmm in the context of work will be removed. And the whole frustration that was imposed, see, that's another Christoplatonic problem, or this sacred secular, is most people, if you polled them, would think that work is a function of the fall. Mm -hmm. Christianity is the only major philosophy, it's probably the only minor philosophy as well, where work is part of paradise. Okay, you mm -hmm. study Greeks, you mm -hmm. study Hindus, you study mm -hmm. Buddhists, I don't care who you study, Confucian, work is bad. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Christianity is the only place where when we envision, where we were in paradise before the fall we worked, where we envision a new heaven and new earth where we work. Mm -hmm. So we have to always, I guess, consider the fact that yes, we will continue to work, the things necessary to operate a city will need to continue to be done but there'll be no frustration in doing it. So people will be happy as people a butcher, be, baker, or yeah. candlestick. And there'll be no pecking order. Right. Do you know? Um, it won't be, you know, I won't sit in heaven and say, well, you know, I was the CEO of an 1,800-employee company, so I'm better than you. Right. Okay? Because mm -hmm. that's a sinful impulse. Right. Mm -hmm. I will be doing what God created me to do for eternity, mm -hmm. and everybody will recognize that whatever part of the mosaic I'm called to play gives glory to God, and that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. And that's very different from the, you know, what we do today. Yeah. Talk to us about, um, you know, without naming churches or whatever specifically, you, you've, you've been around a lot, a lot of different churches around the country and whatnot. What could the church do better mm -hmm. to, to, to help businessmen? Yeah. Uh, and maybe can you also, maybe... And women. And women. I was just going to say, business and women, women. Of course, yeah. 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 Say the same thing. and Talk, talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, I think part of it is, is to really strip out this sacred secular split um you know having lived firmly in both worlds it just screams out to me perimeter mm -hmm. is on the on the scale of from one is a church that doesn't get business as mission to attend where it, mm -hmm. it gets it mm -hmm. perimeter is probably on the scale of churches eight nine ten mm -hmm. you know perimeter gets it but still the subliminal message that comes from uh, just the way pastors speak, the way we'll talk about a missionary, the way we'll say something like, well, such and such was a mess in high school and went into business and 
you know, got off track, but now he's a full-time Christian worker. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, the fact that we don't commission, you know, we will commission a missionary group, short-term mission group to go on a mission field. We will commission a church planter to go plant Mm -hmm. a church. We should also commission Mm -hmm. business people to their work Mm -hmm. if we believe they're called by God. Yeah. You know, and I think every, I think we can make a scriptural basis. Everybody has a a unique calling. Mm -hmm. Uh, by the nature of the beast, mm-hmm. the majority of us, that that unique calling is in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But we just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've mentioned to you before we started the interview, um, uh, talking to one of my, a guy that I coach, and when he finally understood how God had wired him and the job that he'd done, that God wanted that job done, God had actively engaged in doing life planning because he now mm-hmm. said, wow, I realize God cares about all of life. And so I'm going to spend time, you know, really planning out how to excel at everything I do, all my roles, business as well as personal. Um, But what he said to me, he said, you know, before I understood that Satan owned 40% of my life. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that he was looking at pornography 40 hours a week. It wasn't that he was cheating, robbing and stealing. It's just that the, his work life, the 40, 50 hours he spent at work, those hours were absolutely amoral. God had, there was just no place to hang the concept of God. Not that he was sinning, mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. He just didn't, there was no, no place to think about God in that mm-hmm. world. And I think the church has failed us. We, we have failed as a church mm-hmm. when we haven't got, you know, when people are out there, when the majority of our people are sitting 40 hours a week without a real clear sense of why God cares yeah. that they'd be there. Where would someone start? I mean, talk, talk maybe a bit about life planning, some of the work yeah. you're doing there. You and I have talked about that some. Mm-hmm. Is that a place? Where is the place for a guy who's, again, listening to this podcast right. to think, oh, yeah, my work is kind of ugly, and here, here's what I do, and, yeah, I'm connected with what they're saying and the richness of Christ mm-hmm. going forward. What, what are two or three things? We've got maybe three minutes or so left. So what two yeah. or three things that you say would be starters? Uh, I, I would think the first thing is is to... Um, really study the theology of work. You know, uh, read Ra- Randy Alcorn's book, Heaven. Mm. Okay, that's not about work, but it's about this whole Christoplatonic, right. mm-hmm. you know, when I say eternal, you think not spiritual. Right. That just changes forever your perspective on the scriptures. Mm-hmm. You know, when you understand that my ultimate destination is physical, and then when it says I will reign and sit on thrones, it means I probably will reign and I will sit on thrones. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, those mm-hmm. are physical kind of things. Read Tim Keller's book, Every Good Endeavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a book by Miroslav Volf called Work in the mm-hmm. Spirit. Mm-hmm. It says the problem with our view of work is we have a, we have a, um, uh, what, what do you call it? We have a, um, oh, I can't think of the term. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we know how to do at work. We don't know how to be at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. we have an ethics, that's what he calls it, an mm-hmm. ethics of work. Okay, how to be good Christians while you go about working, right. but we don't really understand why. Mm-hmm. What's the eternal mm-hmm. purpose, kingdom purpose of, of the work that we do? So you're saying lay the foundation, of the, theological foundation. Theological that's foundation. where maybe pastors could help if they get more in tune to that end. If, if they would, uh, yeah. here's the here's the why, and that changes the heart right. to begin to you see. Know, we did uh, uh, Bob Cargo and David McNeely did a series on, and I've talked to a lot of mm-hmm. people where they said, you know, I never thought about. Mm-hmm. That God cares about what I do. You know, and what's so good about this is the fact that 
if you don't if we don't have that mindset, then we think, you know, like we kind of almost have this. Well, it's just going to burn. Precisely. Yeah. So and so it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I think that's the wrong. That's message. That's exactly the wrong message because yeah. you know. You don't want to invest your life in something that doesn't have eternal significance, right. okay? And so, again, back to your original question, you hit the nail on the head with that sacred-secular split. If I believe that, you know, I mean, you ask the average person, what's heaven going to be like? It's sort of a vague, disembodied, floating around, playing harps, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, order on mm -hmm. demand, whatever I need is there for me, mm -hmm. you know? Uh and frankly, most people tell you that sounds pretty boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> tell me that I'm going to have a vibrant, exciting, purposeful work to do for eternity, and that I'm every day I'm going to learn more and explore mm -hmm. more and extract more of the potential that God put into the world. That's pretty exciting. I mean, that's what we as business people, right. that's what we do. And right. you can get a glimpse of that here. Right. If you begin thinking and living and working for Back to the thing. Be, yeah. Figure out, just mm -hmm. be, have that mindset. Well, what will it be like to uh, be a banker in heaven? Mm -hmm. Okay. What will it be like to publish new knowledge yeah. in a book in heaven? Mm -hmm. What will it be like? I mean, computers mm -hmm. that work with no bugs, mm -hmm. right. you know? I mean, yeah. those, those kind of things. So that's that's, that to me is the message is well, that on earth as is in heaven. That is a great place to stop. Uh, we're already uh, past our normal a lot of time of 18 minutes. I know it's, no, it's great. It's just a great taste. I think we need to get you back in studio and think through. So here's what I'm thinking now. We'll, we'll be doing One for the Road podcast in heaven. That's right. So, you know, hey, guys, you need to subscribe now because once we get to heaven, That's the right. subscription base is going to be off the chart, frankly. That's right. So uh, you want right. to subscribe. By the way, I'm the, not going to get a... Uh, like an email the planning a reservation next week in heaven am i have up a podcast <laughs> <laughs> you might there you go tom we do love you and I, I echo what bob said you're one of our favorite people we just love you yeah. and just so appreciate your 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 whole heart for business and men and and and, and missions and ministry and all those things so i want to thank you for being on the podcast and uh for those of you listening again just so so glad that you do listen share with your friends as you can and we will talk to you and you will listen to us next time on One for the Road.